a moderator of one of the biggest <laughs> like manga <laughs> and anime related uh discord servers come onto this podcast <laughs> claiming to not want to be on a podcast talking about anime <laughs> i mean what can i say i just i really hate anime <laughs> so i don't want that to be the main focus you know what here. i think you you're not a real anime fan <laughs> if you don't think anime is oh. trash <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, there is a there is a negative truth in there. Oh, it's it's very real. Because um, I mean, yeah, that's it, right? Because like once you see enough anime, like once once you're not like you know in your like early preteens getting into like you know the really edgy shit, like getting like you know your first time watching Death Note and shit like that, and you start like really getting out and like seeing a lot more anime, and then it's like you start to realize that a lot of it's very derivative and not very good <laughs> and overly pandering to like the Japanese otaku. I mean, I, I mean, I've had long discussions with people about this where like, <laughs> yes, those types of animes are meant to pander to specifically Japanese audiences. Um, I know a lot of people in the rest of the world feel like it's supposed to be for the wider you know, a, a wider audience, but like at the end of the day, like editors are more interested in making sure it makes money domestically. Mm. So I don't know. Like when people get really mad about like really specific things um, that don't make sense, you know, there or don't make sense here, it's just different interests. No, and that's that's definitely true to a point as well. But I mean, I think I'm just thinking more of like, you know, how often you'll have shows that will just have really cheap, like, sexualizations mm -hmm. just sort of, like, just shoved in really where they don't need to be. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I completely agree. Um, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I, I A lot of that, I think, and I've had a lot of discussions the past few weeks about hypersexualization in anime. I... My understanding is that for Japanese audiences, like they just don't care, right? Like that's like that's what they like, and they don't care if it's like you know a high school girl. Like they just don't care. But what they will care about, you know, they'll like if they actually care about an issue, they will cancel a series. Um, like there was a, this is actually a really good time to bring up a series that I was following, uh, before it got canceled, uh both socially and literally is that they were there was a series called time paradox ghostwriter and it was in weekly oh i heard yeah, yeah sorry yeah. go on i just realized no, i've no. heard about this though yeah and when i was reading it from chapter two i was convinced it was going to be the next big thing like the art was amazing the story was really intriguing it was a great hook and i really liked the main character but the problem is that the premise of the series is that he is gifted as a copy of Shonen Jump from 10 years in the future and thinking it was just a fever dream, he basically copies the story that he read and submits it to his editor, which gets accepted. But Japanese audiences in real life hated that because they saw that as plagiarism. and 
Japanese audiences were like up in arms about it. And after only 13 chapters, the series got canceled. So, oh man. Yeah, it was a huge shame because the art was honestly really spectacular. The artist had a really good grasp of uh, light sources and angles and how to put weight in panels and really great expressions on his characters and it was such a shame to see the series get cancelled because like Japanese audiences just lost their shit when they perceived the main character plagiarizing but they don't care if there's like you know high school girls like bouncing their tits around so that kind of just yeah just back different interests yeah culturally. so it, yeah it just anyways just looping back to the original thing like they just don't care about the same things that we do no and i think that's fair to a point as well because i mean i know like europe too like there's it's just sort of like in part like sort of different sensibilities and like how like i i've heard the uh, i don't know what word to sort of call the the phrasing i guess but the, the sort of like people talking about how like in europe like sex is viewed the same way that like violence is viewed here where it's kind of flipped because like you know a lot of media here can get like very violent even at like oh, you know yeah. even oh, yeah. more so now for stuff aimed at younger audiences and stuff too right where you know in europe and stuff there's actually uh there was a danish show that was getting talked about recently that was a real weird i guess because i guess the whole idea is like a children's show but the whole thing it was this guy i don't remember what his name was supposed oh, to be it was like the title yeah. of the show and like it, it was all about him getting into shenanigans with his like ridiculously long dick. <laughs> yeah, that was it. That was the entire premise. Like it was just him and his giant penis, and that was the children's show. It's a now, children's show. Okay, so yeah, yeah. yeah. So now no, hold on. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna go clarify because there is a cat. There is like a, a really important caveat because what you're thinking when you hear a guy with his big fucking dick, it's not like what the actual like imagery is. It's like it's not ever like out of his clothing, and it's just this really long, like tubular, like very. Like, it's not like this. It doesn't look penile, really, other than it's just this very long, thin, like tentacle thing coming out of his crotch, basically. And the, the whole joke is basically just like, oh, look at this man doing like ridiculous shit with his with his dick. You know, it's kind of funny. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> but like, yeah, you know, it. it you hear the the description of it on paper and it's like okay i mean even yeah. to watch the the intro because I, I well i saw a video linked to it and was some twitter thread and i was like you know what there's a part of me that kind of needs to know like what this actually is <laughs> that, yeah so i watched like the intro for it and it was it was weird but i i it, it wasn't as off-putting as i expected it to be i guess <laughs> It, it is weird for us, given that, like, North America is so, um, we recoil from anything that has to do with genitals or sex, but the few screenshots that I saw from the show, like, it's not a bare penis, like, it ex it, it, it extends with his clothing and then acts essentially like a tentacle that just picks up stuff or like you know he'll flip burgers with it or something so it's it's more comical but it's just weird for us no exactly like yeah. i don't really think there, there there is no real like sexual connotation to anything that's being shown no yeah exactly it's all that's, for laughs that's like yeah 
it's it's just kind of like hey man it's a dude waving his dick around it's got a mind of its own and you know what i can respect that there was humor in that notion um but yeah i mean just to think about it as a children's show yeah there's there's definitely a sensibility difference i mean that was because uh well okay before i get too far into this welcome to balcony banter everybody <laughs> where was... what a great uh opening tonight oh it's it's so good it's uh it's you know where we're always here having our, our game group meetings every every week week to week <laughs> and uh we got invisible flyback with us this hey. week you know and, i was just i was just thinking how long this intro was gonna go before we finally did our little <laughs> before we get into title. it i like yeah. doing the cold opens my problem is that the cold open tends to run like a bit too long <laughs> and, yeah i know uh, what you mean. that's <laughs> <laughs> I need to not let it last as long as I do. But you know what? It's all good. It's just, you know what? You just get more podcasts before the podcast, right? <laughs> it's a good way of looking podcast. at it. Yeah, it's, yeah, you get the appetizers before the meal. It's just, you know, they decide to stick in a couple extra egg rolls, right? So there you go. <laughs> Speaking of the egg rolls, are, okay. uh, you guys know who we are. I'm Bees. Oh, yeah, I'm Big B. <laughs> And welcome to episode. If you're a first time listener, good luck keeping <laughs> up. Uh, welcome to episode 16. No, is it 17? I can't remember. Okay, 17. thank you. Jeez. Even I could keep track, and I'm not a regular. Well, uh, yeah, this is true, but also you are our social media manager. You're generally the one posting like the <laughs> posts for like every episode. Exactly. Days, so you're, you're on the yeah. inside just as much as we oh, are. Yeah. This is a yeah. We we got the the whole the whole crew here this week, and uh, it's just it's a balcony banter internal episode this week. Um, there was a point I was going to get back to, and I don't remember what it was about now. Uh, oh just, right, because we were talking huh? about different sensibilities and shit across like different cultures and. Specifically, because you were talking about Denmark, because I had actually spent uh, like better, almost like a whole month, basically in Denmark uh, back in 2019, and it was interesting compared to Canada. Because I think I've talked about it a little bit on the podcast before, but just especially keeping with that sensibilities thing, like being here in North America, like you know, think about the idea of you know being out like in a boat with alcohol, right? Like going out on the street and walking around, like public intoxications, you know, generally fairly frowned upon. I mean, not to say that it wouldn't necessarily be in in Denmark if you're being like too rapacious, I guess. But um yeah, I mean like it, it was just weird being there, I guess, and seeing like just, you know, some guy walking along the street with just like a can of beer just like sipping it away like it was no big deal. And even just seeing like, you know, this group of dudes like leave a convenience store with like a six pack and go sit at like a table outside of some restaurant, like order some food inside, and come out and just like crack open cans from their six pack. Just like it was weird in a way that like I wasn't like, used to. Yeah. Yeah. The way people just uh, accept uh, drinking in public over there. Yeah. Like there's no laws against it. Like there are here. It's it's. It was interesting, but it was it was just kind of like weird to see because it was like that reflex part of my mind that's like, "Hey, you're not supposed to be doing that," but then 
Like, wait. Yeah, and then of course you click in like, oh yeah, right. I'm not. I'm not home. This is a, a whole new land. Then you're just like, oh wait, I can do that. Go get a beer, cracker open. Actually, speaking of beer. Oh. Oh yeah. We always um, gotta have our. I'm gonna. We gotta fill our quota of, on. of beer talk. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. I just I remembered. Get to... Maybe you tell me about what you're doing. I'm gonna call. No, no, no. I'm gonna call. Oh, going to share what I'm doing. Let me just get the camera. Oh boy. Okay. Look what I got. <laughs> yeah, no name yeah, you got brand the no name beer. beer. The no name beer. My God. Live. First tasting for the podcast. It tastes like beer. <laughs> well, that's good. I mean, it really could have been worse. Yep. It it tastes like beer, folks. Um, um, it just tastes like a standard beer. Not too bitter. Not too hoppy. Um not sour um i actually really don't mind this and it was so cheap oh, oh my god yeah six pack was nine dollars and ninety cents damn that's pretty good that is pretty oh good. yeah um so just to come for a little circle on podcast from two <laughs> weeks ago we have now had our no name brand plug so i hope no frills is uh listening and can give a sponsorship ad i mean i mean have you cool if they did but i mean have you seen no frills's ads recently oh oh my god they're insane I couldn't believe as I was watching this like anime grandma fly through the fucking aisle as they're like <laughs> blasting so apart good. into oblivion in this like like it's like trigger fucking stop by this like fucking Canadian grocery brand like hey bro oh, can we man. make a commercial it's for so you? great and I love it like it's it's so over the top and I'm like thinking of so like yeah that's like I go and shop at that same brand of grocery store like fairly often it's uh it's kind of surreal seeing it turned into a fucking anime the thing that gets me about it is the fact that they went so over the top for such just basic products oh yeah again uh for those of you who don't know uh no frills packaging is just literally no name just a yellow box yeah well because that's the whole idea of the brand is it's (laughs) which is the thing i found kind of ironic about how extra the ads were because that really is the word for it and it's it's weird because their whole brand is literally about not being extra and just being like a very like yeah come in get your stuff there's no real special like bells and whistles to the place it's just you come in you get your groceries you save money because they basically are like low-key just kind of cut the corners right yeah, which is fine. It's just it's just in that you know they don't really spend a lot of time trying to really like be this big fancy kind of deal. They're just very straightforward. It's it's not bad, but yeah, like these ads are so over the top. It's like okay, but this oh, amazing. I love it. This, this is where all they're the just... frills went. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> You're right. I mean, damn. Yeah, for those of you who don't know, just Google uh, no frills ad, and oh man, you'll you're in for a treat. 
really thankful that they just went so extra with those ads. No, they're really fun to. They watch. are fun to watch too. It's it's wild. It's surreal, but it's yeah. No, it's I. You know what? It's more interesting than what like I would have expected them to go with. So I really can't complain. It, you know they have like this game every once in a while like they just release this like side scroller like an actual pixelated side scroller where if you do well you get pc points are you fucking serious really i'm serious i actually don't even know about this wow. yeah um i'm trying to remember when they had it i think like the last time they had it was like in august or september um and you just like it they have it's just this side scroller where like if you do well and like score a lot of points that just translates to like real PC Dang, points. Pretty good. Damn. They need to sponsor us real bad. <laughs> yeah, they get a lot of airtime. <laughs> Man. Um <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. That's it, right? It'd be you know, like I'm not gonna complain if we get sponsors, but I'm just saying I it, it's I don't know, we're still we're still a little, little small, little small show. It's fine. We'll just sponsor for, you know, for free for now. Well, or I mean, advertise. Well, you know, you got to start somewhere. You got to get, you got to get exposure, right? That's exactly, what they always talk yeah. about. Yeah. What you guys get up to this week? Uh, oh, not a whole lot, really. Just uh, kind of flew by with the long. Uh, weekend from last uh last weekend it's a shorter week yeah yeah like it wasn't like a long week but i don't know this week was also just kind of eh, like i'm glad it's, i'm real glad it's friday but uh yeah so you know, honestly i've been trying to do some more sketching lately oh yeah well i was sharing around i think both you guys some of the stuff i was doing yeah there. you sent me some of your drawings they're they're pretty good honestly i enjoy oh them. yeah those uh character head ones i was doing too is like mock-up thing those were great i really liked those uh i'll have to uh post that to twitter at some point here soon i might go and start i might fuck around with some more of that tonight actually because i was gonna maybe try doing redoing some more of them or maybe do like full body versions of some of them just as concepts but it's uh it's fun to do. Uh, it, the one that you showed so far is that the final version that you want to put on Twitter? Uh probably not. I'm probably gonna take it and redo it digitally, um, and like do coloring and stuff with most of them. But um, plus there's some other people that we've had on because it basically it was just meant to be kind of like a redesign of like the the bear and dog head characters that i have for myself and, and bees respectively but it is also to be all like the guests that we've had on at various points right so i'm just sort of thinking through designs for some of them too but i kind of got like most of them in the one that i showed you guys uh what about you uh Vince the fly what, what do you do you get anything up to up to anything this week um well i i worked monday um i don't get the holiday off uh because i'm a i'm a federal employee so i don't yeah uh, but i mean it evens out uh because even though i don't get 
uh, family day, I do get my Remembrance Day off. So okay, uh, that's not bad. In due time. Um, so yeah, very exciting. I worked on a Monday. <laughs> <laughs> um, since last being on the podcast, though, I have received my Fat Gum Pillow. Oh yes, uh, it's it's very soft and very excellent. He is my everything, <laughs> and he's a constant source of endorphins for me right now. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's um, good. So he he's very soft, and yes, he comes to bed. So <laughs> in in, in it, so him coming to bed, uh, Invisibo Fly is not sure how to take that. He's still getting used to it. <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking how uh, how he was gonna feel about that. It's the uh, it's the fishman all over again. It is. <laughs> oh my god! I so I um I was looking for a place to sh uh watch um The Shape of Water, and I was checking it on Amazon Prime, and we use his mom's account. Um and so and like I'm like we're not gonna pay for it, but my mother in law's like yeah you guys can use my account that's fine whatever. And I searched it up and I click enter 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 and I almost accidentally clicked enter on. The shape of water without realizing that it was a rental on amazon prime <laughs> and I, oh. I almost rented it on her credit card oh man <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck me that, so, wow that the fall? conversation after that <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, no. are you uh are you checking out? Yeah, I know. I, that is not a conversation I want to have with her or with him for that matter. <laughs> Anyways, so uh, it, when it when it's bedtime, it's just me, Invisibo, and Fat Gum. All three of us fit on the bed, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure he's loving every second of it. I'm sure. He hasn't said otherwise. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's good. We all have our Funimation stuff now because uh, you had dropped yeah. off the other remaining stuff off to Didgeree Stew, and I went and picked that up from him today because uh, he's yeah. he's got his fucking Goku shirt. <laughs> and, uh, that god Goku! I took a really good picture of it. To, to <laughs> Tell the audience. Oh God, we should uh, actually get it and post it to Twitter, uh, the Balcony Banter Twitter. Um, but yeah, it yep. was uh, it, it was warped. <laughs> it's the best way I can describe it. <laughs> Goku was distorted, and honestly, talking to talking to uh, old Stu today, I think he, uh, <laughs> I think he was almost a little disappointed that that wasn't the real uh, design. <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm I'm right now I'm referring to the original messed up version of the shirt as Goku <laughs> and that's uh that's it accurate. just for uh, oh yeah, man that's for good. all of our listeners at home um <laughs> I took a picture of uh Didri Stew's t-shirt when it came in 
but I had purposely left it warped in the bag. And so it Goku's face is sort of like folded in on itself and it looks goofy as hell. Oh, so if you want to see that stupid t-shirt, uh, it's on our Twitter. Uh, we'll be posting it up later tonight, but um, our check it out on our Twitter at balcony underscore banter on Twitter just to see Gonku. Gonk. Oh. <laughs> come, come for the gong. Hearing that just Thanks makes me laugh. Oh the man. Weed. The dank OG Kush. I'm saving this as gonku.png right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, and then um, we also got our own Blu rays, myself and my boyfriend, because he got Wolf's Reign, the complete series on DVD, which we just learned is apparently a 30 episode series. Uh, I know very little about it. It's like wolves i guess which i i know given the title is probably a real shocker well done it's yeah well i don't know it's he he picked this one out so i don't have a lot to say about it but the other one i got i have words to say about and that's the, the complete trigun series and i am very stoked on this now yeah uh, i haven't watched uh wolf's reign in like i decade maybe more and even then i haven't paid attention to it but i remember it looking nice is it a but, good but... show uh, like what kind of show is it oh i could not tell you to save my life i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> guys guys it's it's anime <laughs> <laughs> thank uh, you no that's all, that's all you need um yeah i don't know that's that's really kind of been this has kind of been the highlight of my my week in a way. There's not really been a lot going on. Not like it's been that bad a week, I guess, but just that yeah, there's just not a lot happening. Yeah, not not exciting this week. Um, well, I I could I could jump in. Um, I am caught up on uh Attack on Titan. Oh, I still need to see season three. Uh, season three was very painful <laughs> like it was it bad or just like a lot of shit happened <laughs> a lot of shit happened uh, okay. it was an ex it, like it was an excellent season and nice a lot of yeah it overall i think so far season three is my favorite so far oh man yeah it, it was just really there were so many um there are some parts that i just plot wise i'm like okay whatever like i don't really care but there were really excellent moments of just like flawless animation um, yeah studio just popped off with like angles when everybody's flying and it just looks amazing um so um so i'm but i'm caught up and i hate it i really hate watching <laughs> anime weekly <laughs> it is a it's a very like modern day issue not being able to just binge something I I do I have uh tend to binge watch stuff in the past so I'm trying to like force myself not to binge stuff anymore especially with uh shows when I know that it's the only thing I have for a little bit until I find something else. You got to try to think it last. Yeah, I don't know. I don't find I can like binge stuff all that often. Like I don't have the like will to just sit and watch stuff for hours on end. Like I, I'll kind of do that sometimes, but I usually feel like I more need to be like engaging with something a bit more actively. Like video games, I can kind of do that a bit more easily with, just because like I'm actually like interacting oh, yeah. with it in a way. Exactly. But 
like there it's not as though i don't ever like binge watch stuff sometimes there there are points where something will kind of like really kind of grab me and i'll get sucked into it and um go with it sometimes but it really depends on like the show um hunter hunter was doing that for me for a bit but i yeah but i mean i've been watching wandavision lately and i've been kind of enjoying the week-to-week releases that disney's been doing with that so yeah i'm waiting for all of wandavision to come out so that i can binge it i just i can't watch anything well i'll make sure not to spoil it then but i will tell you it's been pretty pretty cool so far i've been i've been digging it i do agree with uh invisifly i really can't stand waiting to watch something i'd have to or like uh waiting weekly sorry no, same, same. I got it. This like, waiting weekly is so painful. Even if I don't binge it, I just have to be able to like if have that power to w- be able to watch a second or third episode in a row. It definitely is nice. There was like a couple weeks I fell behind for a bit. So like when I had that night, we're just sitting and watching like a couple episodes back to back. It was definitely I can see where you guys are coming from for sure. But I don't know. I don't mind the just I can get to watch an episode a week, digest that, and then get to the next one. Like, I, I don't mind that slower release pace as much, I guess. But I guess yeah, it depends can... on how hooked I am, really, on the show. Yeah. That's true. This is very true. Um. But for those of you who have been keeping up with the podcast, uh, I've mentioned this before. Uh, I'm still getting into really into how I met your mother. Oh, um, boy, how's this, how's I am this on, trip going? Uh, I'm on season nine now, which is the last one. So I'm oh, like kind of trying to keep my episodes down to one a day because <laughs> I just want to make it last. Even though I, I know shit's coming up. Uh, that's fair. I think sometimes bees it might just be better to just rip the band-aid off. Yeah, really. Rather than prolong just the do pain. It. Uh I do apologize if I'm a little, you know, if I seem a little absent minded. I'm just uh simultaneously moderating moderating right now, sorry, uh, because the Crunchyroll Anime Awards are tonight oh, right now. Boy. Um so servers popping off. I just want to keep an eye on it while I can. Make sure nothing bad's going on. Yeah, uh, just so that people aren't arguing and getting really upset. <laughs> so, what do you do as a Discord mod? Not like with uh, you don't have to talk about the exact server, but like, what does that like role like entitle you to do? I think um, she mentioned the server last episode, or not last episode, but the one she was on before. So, oh yeah. Yeah, well, I don't, I don't mind going over it. Um, just as a quick overview, uh, I mod, I am one of the moderators uh, in the official My Hero Academia server. Uh, official only means that we're partnered with Discord. It's not like we're partnered with like Viz or Funimation or anything. Oh, okay. Um, but we do have uh voice actors and some of the Funimation staff in our server. Um. They don't really do anything. They're just there. Um, being a moderator, it I mean, anyone could be a moderator for any Discord server. It doesn't really mean anything, but it just means like for, for my own experiences in this server in particular, it just means that I'm like, you know, uh, making sure people are following the rules. Um, people aren't being asshats about anything. Um, <clears throat> the okay. biggest... 
Yeah, the biggest asshat thing that I have to deal with on a weekly basis is people reading the unofficial uh, leaked chapters and then coming into the server to talk about it. Um, oh, okay. But we only support the official release. So when people come in and talk about the leaks, uh, we have to enforce like, no, like we support official release. Please don't do that here. Oh, okay. Um, I get you. That's, that's mostly the biggest thing. So, um, no, like, it's fine. Like the only other things that it really entitles me to is like kind of seeing how like the, the back stuff works, like, you know, the behind the scenes and all that. Um, yeah. but I don't know how any of the coding works i see uh some of the other staff do like coding and working on the filters and things i'm just like it's mm -hmm. totally lost on me i'm mostly here to like kept doing bad things <laughs> <laughs> that's fair yeah damn so um yeah so do they have like a bot they develop themselves then to like help manage that filtering or yeah so um i it's actually kind of interesting because um, our server is often used for testing grounds for Discord bots before they're released for the uh, like other servers, um, huh. or some. It was something like that. I, I like um, Gaius is used for us, um, and I think like we're something something testing grounds. I don't really pay attention. Like it's way beyond my comprehension. Hmm. Um, but we're usually uh, a place where they test certain things, which is really interesting. That's cool. No, I, I take a bit of an interest in that just because I don't know if I've ever actually mentioned on the show. I can't really talk. I, like, I try to avoid talking about work stuff because I can't really uh, get into very much, legally speaking. Uh, but I, uh, I actually work as a software developer. Um, so I do a lot of coding and stuff like that. So, but yeah, so I, I just have an interest in it. Cause like I've, uh, haven't really touched it in a while, but I did start playing around with some like Python code, working on like my own bot, just kind of for shits and giggles a little bit, just kind of checking out the API and stuff. But, um, I was just kind of curious cause that's kind of interesting if they have something that they kind of just develop internally for managing that. Cause that's, that's, uh, that's intriguing. Yeah, um, I do find it really fun. Um, like, I know lots of servers don't have anything. Like, sometimes they'll have, like, level-up systems, XP systems, role systems. But oh, yeah. um, one of the bigger things that we have is, uh, on top of all of that, we also have this bot that manages, like, it does auto-modding for us, as you guys have seen. <laughs> yeah. The... So, um, yeah, oh, yeah, I sometimes like to share some of the real winners of uh, what gets auto-filtered. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm just thinking about um... that last one that you sent. Oh, my God, that one was so bad. <laughs> and, like, the bot didn't catch them because they were sending it just intermittently enough that it wasn't counting as like too fast of a spam oh for, for it to trigger the bot yeah <laughs> oh, wow that's precision oh it, it was really smart so like every time they sent their spam they would wait exactly one second in intervals because like the auto mute only uh kicks in uh, if you send like five messages in the span of two seconds oh <laughs> wow so they were playing the system really well. <laughs> there was a, we had a bot in like a Discord server. I think we had shared with like a few different people at my workplace at one point. 
and it was we had a bot in there that would let you like catch Pokemon and stuff like that, and like train <laughs> oh. them and stuff. Oh, yeah. And but it was based on like you would train them with like every like message that you sent would like give them XP a little bit. So the idea was meant to encourage speech, but uh, yeah. I found an application that another friend of mine was at the the same workplace was using, and it's a little app called Automate, uh, like Auto, and then like M eight. It, it basically lets you perform like uh, different functions of like uh, like the keyboard, mouse, and like peripherals and stuff like automatically. So like keystrokes and clicking and stuff like that. <laughs> So you basically like set a thing to start like after like a couple second delay, constantly just entering one key and then hitting the enter key <laughs> at like a certain interval, oh so it God. doesn't override and get like blocked out by Discord's own like automatic yeah. spam filtering. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so you just let you just basically do that while it's in the delay. You put your mouse focus onto the the Discord little chat box, and then you just. To let it fucking run, and then you just farm XP until your guy is at level one hundred. Damn, that's so great. Um, that that reminds me. Earlier this week, the uh, Jujutsu Kaisen Discover was getting raided because I mean, I'm not I'm not active in there, but for whatever reason, the at everyone command was not disabled. So oh, someone did it, and then everyone else started doing oh, it. Oh no! Exactly. It, just, it was so. It it was it was really funny. <laughs> um, and like I was just shocked to see it because we have at everyone disabled in the hero server, and it it was just really funny <laughs> to me because then like. 30,000 people were getting in into the general chat and and spamming oh, and it was so that sounds that does horrible. sound horrible. Oh my lord. Wow. That's uh that's rough. Why wouldn't you? Like I feel like they I don't like know. that kind of server feels like it should be big enough that like like yeah, they don't have to be yeah. like the the biggest anime server like you guys are to like have to know that that's a smart thing to do. Like, I don't have it disabled on our little Discord server, but that's obviously because, like, we're, you know, it's a small group of friends. We're not, like, I maybe I do have it disabled. I don't even fucking remember now. But at any rate, it's not like, you know, there's that much. Of a I'm going to go test it. <laughs> oh, man. You're going to trigger something. Oh, boy. We're going to catch it live on the air. She's going to trigger me. I'm going to get triggered live on the show. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It went through. <laughs> Oh no. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> oh no, I get trolled live on air. Thanks. Oh Please. no. <laughs> For the, our, our listeners at home, me and Bees are just typing in at everyone in our Discord server because Big B's too dumb to have it disabled. I, I Tinko's fucking confused. Tinko <laughs> comes in. What's going on? What is this? Got no fucking clue. Ah, uh, poor fool. I I can't wait for. I can't wait to hear what he thinks of this when he listens to this episode later. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Dingo, how you doing, buddy? <laughs> I dingo. <laughs> oh shit, man! Oh, um, we have fun here. What? Um, we have does... fun here. Oh, we always. We do have. We fun always have here. fun here. Oh, um, 
actually just like on the note of the server um you know how earlier this week i forget what you guys were doing on wednesday i think like what was it there was something we were supposed to do on wednesday i think you guys were like going to stream something what the fuck huh? i don't know i don't remember uh well man yeah i don't know i fuck yeah i can't really recall i'm gonna look it up it's bugging because <laughs> like i that's the thing because like i can't think of what it would have been oh shit fuck it was the um <laughs> it was the direct oh okay <laughs> yeah fuck me i booted up my switch earlier and fucking the little side thing where it's like news it's like here's like the new stuff and whatever it's like hey you want to watch the direct <laughs> like, like hey have you have you seen this direct it's really cool like nintendo had the fucking audacity after releasing <laughs> that to be like hey man have you seen this it's really cool it's definitely worth your time oh man speaking so, of I, direct, like though, i know the new smash characters oh man uh, well, that's not my reaction but i'm not uh yeah i don't care about xenoblade yeah, I've never yeah, played so it either, I... but my one friend, uh, Luke, was pretty happy to see this, because he's in, really into Xenoblade. Well, that's fair, and I don't mean to shit all over Luke's parade, but I also don't care about having more sword characters in Smash. Oh, I know what you mean, uh, more sword characters, blah. It was actually kind of funny. I, I missed the first ten minutes of the... Um of the direct and when i was uh getting onto my computer i texted my brother saying oh like what i miss I'm like i'm just getting on now and he said it's just another anime sword fighter for smash <laughs> and i'm i mean it at, at this point it's just it's it feels exhausting and i'm really happy for all of the xenoblade fans however many of you there are but I don't know. Well, I don't know what I was expecting at this point. So I like and this is the thing because I recognize that there there is a fan base for Xenoblade, and as much as I don't give a shit about it, there there is a significant one because I remember Xenoblade, the original Xenoblade Chronicles. I'm pretty sure was part of that. Uh, I think it was Project Rainfall was the one where they were trying to get Wii games brought over uh, to North America from Japan because they just were kind of like not really willing to port them initially but they were trying to like really push forward as like a grassroots thing and i think that's part of how they got some of those games released the, uh like across the the way but um okay yeah and i mean there, there's a reason why like xenoblade 2 kind of got the hype that it did like there i do acknowledge there is a fan base but it's and like i'm not as upset that it's that because like if if it were another fire emblem character i would have lost my goddamn i would have lost my <laughs> fucking shirt i would have been so mad because <laughs> that would have been such a piss off because they they had overrepresented on the roster for sure like i said before roy and marth they they deserve their place they've earned it they've been in smash for a long time and like you know i think there's i remember the one other guy that they had in that was like kind of a he had been in a couple games before this one too, but I don't fucking even remember his name, so I don't think it really matters that much. But um, yeah, like I don't know. It just felt like oh, coming into Ultimate, they're just like we're getting just inundated with fucking Fire Emblem. But anyways, I can at least respect that it's not Fire Emblem, and that yeah. there's only one other Xenoblade character in the game. 
Okay. Yeah. Sure. I can live with it, but. That's exactly why I was not as upset as I might have been, say, if it was another Fire Emblem character. So, again, like, I'm really happy for all of the Xenoblade fans. It's just, I. I don't know. I saw someone post on Twitter like an art image of like uh Sakurai like sitting on a couch and then like <laughs> Eggman like yelling at him why he didn't get allowed into Smash, but he <laughs> wanted, like, more, like big titty anime girls. Love it. <laughs> and I, I I thought about it for a bit and I was like, you know what? I would have I would have been that much more excited for Eggman being announced to Smash than this, because like Eggman would have had an interesting move set. Like I can imagine him being in like his little like floaty thing that he rides around in in like the OG like uh Sonic games and shit. And like basically I would imagine almost kind of play it somewhat similar to like uh Bowser Jr. or something like that, just with kind of like the weird contraptions and stuff coming out of the bottom of it. But you could do all kinds of references to all the different like boss fights and things that you know you would do against Eggman in the old games. And it could be a really cool and interesting move set. And plus then you have Sonic and his main rival like in the game, kind of similar to how you do like Mario and Bowser and you know uh Donkey Kong and fucking King K. Rule and shit. That would have been cool. That would have been really interesting and not just anime sword fighter. Yeah, really. King K. Rules uh announcement was just it was so fun and it it was it felt fresh and i really fucking love gangplank galleon in like hd yeah the fucking remix the whatever whatever you call it i guess i don't know if you call it a remix or like a fucking or just like a modern remaster with like actual instruments and the brass were just popping off i love that track oh Oh. fuck i i had a point to the direct (laughs) Um, oh yeah we kind of (laughs) got sidetracked i mean well like i mean there were other things i was going to talk about like i i thought it was really funny that blackbird bell had predicted mario golf (laughs) Oh, um, yeah, he really did hard. fucking call that. Like, I, like, I'll, I'll, I'll say, in some degree of fairness, it, it was not entirely unexpected that they would go there because golf is one they've done a few yeah. times. So, like, in some regard, that there, but I mean, he really did fucking, he did fucking call it. Like, he nailed that right there. Like, oh yeah, a hundred percent. Like, I, I was sharing the bingo card around, and people are like, "Holy shit, these were really accurate." So, we'll we'll share on Twitter, um, uh, Blackbird Bell's uh, Nintendo Direct bingo card, the original as well as the <laughs> final version after the direct ended. We got really close to a bingo yeah. card. Um, I think it was because like. We got the um, limited edition Switch, um, and there were two. There was the uh, the what was it? There's the Monster Hunter one, and then there was another one, but I can't remember. Oh, it right the now. other one I'm pretty sure was the one for the <laughs> fucking Skyward Sword. Oh, oh was man. it? I'm pretty sure. That's I could really be wrong, funny. but. Um, oh yeah, I, I have a, okay. First, I have a lot to say about that. Um, I like. Um, I think I was with everybody else when Alnuma was on screen, and we're like, "Oh my god, Brother Wild, let's go, Brother Wild, let's go!" <laughs> and then it was just, but what if he said no? 
<laughs> so no Breath of the Wild, and instead we got Skyward Sword, which literally no one asked for. Oh yeah. So like, I don't mind them doing an HD remaster of Skyward Sword. I think I would have, and I know Zoo was not of the the opinion to agree with me on this, but because uh, I he I know he very very much vocalized during our, our little group chat as we were watching that together. That he uh, he was not a fan of Twilight Princess, but I I have wait sorry what what he doesn't like Twilight Princess yeah he he said he he like really didn't like it he he oh, put no. some strong emphasis on it he 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 did oh. not seem a fan oh well I oh dang okay well I like Twilight Princess I think it is yeah. one of the strongest. Uh, installments out there. It's a, um, it's a neat game. Yeah, it's, okay. Yeah, like, I... Yeah, I don't know. It's not one I've had a lot of drive to go back and play, but I have fond memories of it. Um, I mean, like, I would have rather see Wind Waker come to Switch and then port over the, the even just the yeah. HDR they did for Wii U, which I don't really know why they haven't done that yet, because I don't feel like that would be an especially monumental task. Yeah, well, that's exactly what I was expecting when they were like, well, no, you're not going to get that. And they were like leading up to like, oh, we're going to get a port for something else. I thought actually, like, oh, like actually we, what they should have done like, halfway there. What they should have done if they were smart is they should have basically put it like, OK, we'll give you the Skyward Sword HD. Keep it the same price that it is now, but we're going to bundle in Wind Waker HD with it. Ooh. That right there, I, I would get copies that. would be flying 100%. off the shelf. Well, at least the, I would 100% the buy that. Shelf, I guess, but I mean, I would maybe get it for Wind Waker alone because that's really the only Zelda game I played. Yep, that would mm. be that'd be it for me. Like they they should have just done that. Like it almost would have been nice to even see them do like what they did for that. Well, not the the fucking limited time purchase thing that they did with it, but something similar like what they did with the Mario games, and just basically give you like here's like Wind Waker, Twilight Princess, and Skyward Sword all HD remastered. Go have fun. That would be cool. I mean, it'd be a bigger yeah. project, but I mean, they probably just release it for a limited time, like they did with well, Mario. That's the thing. I don't want them to do that, but yeah, know, but I'm just saying it, and it pisses it be... me off. Yeah, it was really dumb. <laughs> oh, I still got to make a purchase of that at some point, but we'll I see. Have I got to get new computer parts still. <laughs> oh, man. And, um, yeah, I don't know. The The Direct was fine. Um, oh, I have a question. Were any of you excited about Splat 3? Um, I didn't even know what was happening, really. <laughs> not so, so i guess that's my answer no not really because i never played any of them that's kind of the yeah. same for me but like also like splatoon as a series like i don't know as much as i've never played it i kind of want it to do well because it'd be i like the concept yeah. and i i know it's yeah. like i like the concept i like the visual aesthetic that it's got going on and you know i i I think when I first heard about like the original one, how it was kind of gaining some traction, I it was kind of nice to see like you know it's something a take on like the online shooter space without having it necessarily be like violent in the way it kind of represented yeah. that. I thought that was kind of nice. Yeah, 
I always, yeah, I agree. It was always like a really nice, clean approach to shooters. And it was just nice and refreshing um, and a different way to have these sorts of, you know, online shooters. And it's, it's different. And it wasn't just another old Nintendo IP coming back in. A yeah, it is, it is a like new Mario Nintendo IP, Ball. which is nice. Well, and I, I like that. I mean, I would personally like to see Nintendo like spend some more time on some other IPs that they don't really put a lot of effort into. Like, you know, <laughs> maybe give us a new F Zero game. Maybe give us, you know, oh my, a good God. Star Fox game. Maybe. Oh my Dang. God! Star I mean, Fox I'll, I'll speak Zero. for Zoo and throw out Metroid, of course, too. Metroid, That's, of course, another one. I mean, Metroid has got some kind of remasters over the years, but Star Fox hasn't really gotten much love. Well, they put out Star Fox Zero, but that was not especially good, from what I've heard. Um, I will say I haven't played it myself, so I don't, I don't necessarily know. But I also don't hear too many people singing its praises. So I've heard a couple good things about the new Metroid games. Well, and this this is fair, and Metroid Prime Four has been announced, so like there is imminently more Metroid, but it's taken a while for anything to really materialize. It seems, but I mean, yeah, I mean, there's there's like all those. Of course, we can even talk about like, of course, Earthbound is another one that's you know just kind of been left to the annals of time for no real reason, and also like, I don't know, Earthbound should make a comeback now because it would do really well i think oh 100 percent. like there's a big market for those kinds of games now especially because of um undertale is like particularly but like it's um, i saw a uh like a like a little meme chart thing that was basically like oh it's like a new video game and it's like is it weird it's the new earthbound or it's like it's a new earthbound kind of thing it's like is it hard it's a new dark souls and it's just like these two lanes <laughs> Yeah, I do remember that point in time where um, everything was just, if it was semi-hard, it was like, oh, it's the Dark Souls of blank genre. Um, if I could just quickly jump in with the segue of Earthbound, um, I've put in a little bit of time into um, Omori this week. Have you guys heard of it? Oh, I think I saw I... some things about this on Twitter at some point, but um, yeah, I don't heard of it. No, give us the rundown. Yeah, um, I honestly don't know too much about it other than what I've played through so far because um, a friend of mine bought it for me. And Sleepy, if you're listening, I love you. Thank you for the <laughs> game. I'm still making my way through it. And he just pitched it as um, if you have an Earthbound hole in your heart this game will fill it and it's there's so much that's great about it and so far it's been very charming like it's very sweet um it runs on my shitty laptop because it's all nice and kind of pixelated and the art is very basic and um it's a very standard rpg so far it's very charming um but because of the tags on steam i know that there's supposed to be a lot more to come and I don't know wh exactly what's going to be coming next. Um, I haven't been able to put in a whole lot of time into it yet because I've been trying to catch up on some animes. But um, Omori, uh, I think it's only $20 on Steam right now. And so far, it's been a very charming 
RPG that I think is going to be very um, reminiscent of Earthbound. That's pretty cool. I might have to check it out. I've always been curious to try out Earthbound more seriously, and I really should commit the time Mm -hmm. to it. Anyways. Yeah, what always seemed like a cool game and just kind of like I I enjoy things that kind of have a bit more of like an out there weird kind of style. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Um I guess like other than that I haven't really been up too much this week. <laughs> no, I mean, the only other thing I've been getting real into lately, is I uh finally bit the bullet and I bought bought the Hades. Oh, oh yeah. Let me tell you. I have you. been hearing really good things about that game. Oh, I'll tell you all. It's uh, it's definitely worth the money. It is an excellent game. Uh, Supergiant really outdid themselves, and uh, yeah, if you it, definitely play it, <laughs> like one of the best games to come out in in recent years, it Ooh. is pretty incredible. Like, I'm really not exaggerating. <laughs> yeah, I my brother has it on PC, and I know I realistically could, uh, you know, just library share with him, but I don't have a functional gaming computer with me. Oh, and okay, yeah. I'm think- yeah, I'm thinking about just buying it on the Switch, uh, just because I do have the Switch on me, so I don't know. I would oh, yeah. recommend it. I have it on Switch and it plays quite well. So, oh, that's good. I I'm kind of hesitant because the um, my left Joy-Con's drift has been acting up like there's no tomorrow lately. Oh, um, man. And it's it's been getting it's really bad right now. Um, and the my right trigger only works about half the time. Oh, um, that's very unfortunate. So- and there and now the um the Joy-Con repair warehouse whatever it is uh isn't really up and running right now due to the pandemic so i'm sort of just stuck with these really shitty faulty Joy-Cons right now i still have the old ones that i need to eventually send in to get fixed but i did just kind of break down and go and buy a new pair just cuz i didn't yeah want to have to deal with that right away which wasn't exactly happy about but you know it's just kind of one of those unfortunate things shitty fucking thing but yeah it's uh i had to kind of laugh though because i guess uh sony's being taken into a class action lawsuit over the same thing with the ps5 now so oh Oh, i missed that that's funny that's interesting actually I had a fucking laugh. I was like, wow, good Cohen Sony. Damn. Now fucking Xbox, like Microsoft needs to jump on the fucking marketing train and be like, hey, our controllers don't have any drift. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. Well, I'm, I I might just go ahead and get Hades on Switch because I know it's exactly the kind of game that I would like. I just oh. haven't been getting around to it and I don't want to miss out on this train. I, I will say I have played quite a few hours of it at this point Uh, i would say like 15 to 20 hours maybe so far that that's maybe a bit of an overestimate but it it has been quite a few um and i have not once run into uh a piece of dialogue that i've ever heard before nice that's that's here (laughs) in low-key 
because <laughs> I'll, I'll say I, I really got into uh, Animal Crossing New Horizons when it came out last year. But I started playing Stardew a good bit in, back in the fall oh, yeah. uh, with my boyfriend as well as just playing it like solo on my Switch and stuff like that. Because, uh, you know, I would play it on PC. But um, yeah, like that game really kind of made me start to resent how like little there really is to do in Animal Crossing. And then now yeah. playing Hades, it really makes me resent how little variation in the dialogue there is for such a dialogue heavy game like Animal Crossing. I know. <laughs> and it's like I'm sitting here looking at two basically two indie games that are like doing the things that Animal Crossing is supposed to be really good at doing way fucking better than Animal Crossing is doing them, oh, which yeah. comes from like a big like triple A published studio, right? Like it's I don't know, man. <laughs> to me, it's hard to really justify why they aren't like stepping their game up, right? But uh... how dare? Well, I just think that like the Animal Crossing fans deserve better for how much they enjoy it. It's a good concept. Like, I don't think Animal Crossing is a bad oh, idea no. of a game, like a bad Ooh. concept. Like. I like New Horizons. There's a lot of things that I like about it, but I feel like they spent, I, I think we talked about this before Fly when it came out, but it's kind of like they spent too much time on like the wrong things. Yeah, and there's a lot of things, um, like there's a, there were actually a ton of quality of life updates that they could have included, like just really simple stuff yeah. that they should have done. Um and it would have made playing the game that much more fun. Like, just something as simple as, like, when you're crafting, craft max or have a button to craft more than one thing at oh, a yeah. time. Because, well, like, so many other games that have had crafting systems have had that for a while. And it's... it's yeah, like, so it's yeah. not anything new. No, 100%. That's the crazy part. Like, some people so, talk about how arduous it can be because of, like, all the dialogue you yeah. have to get through to do a lot of basic things. And some of that I yeah. can live with just because, like, I get it's supposed to be, like, you're having a conversation with this other person on the island. But, like, have more variation in what they say. Like, I don't feel like where there's really any reason for me to go talk to my villagers after, like, having played the amount of hours that I have because, yeah, like, I know every voice line that they're going to say. There's nothing unique. There's nothing new to find out about it. They don't feel like unique characters from one another. They just feel like, you know, yeah, you have exactly. the jock dudes and then you have, you know, the the um like preppy women and stuff like that. And it's like that's they've it once you've seen one of those, you've seen them all, and then it's just down to like the visual of the character, which like it's whatever. But you know, I like the designs of them. It's just yeah. like I don't know, that's not enough to like make me care, I guess, about these creatures. Yeah. Like it came at a good time, right at the pandemic, and was a really good way for everybody to escape for a little while. But we needed to have to keep us invested, and a lot of it just it just wasn't enough really to keep me interested to keep. Well, that's just it because they they set up a really nice like early game with like you know you have your island and you're going and kind of building things out a bit more gradually and uh there's, there's a lot to sort of find and figure out and and sort of put together but then you eventually just hit this point once you've reached like the end game basically where it's 
you're basically waiting for new updates to have any real new content or anything really interesting to do. Like they added in swimming, which was kind of cool, but that's really like the coolest thing they've added in in a while that's kind of been consistently around. Like I've I have gone and played since like the winter update stuff came out. I like I've been enjoying like, you know, building yeah. the snowmen and stuff. That's kind of neat. I you know <laughs> yeah. the the pumpkin growing stuff, you know, it's kind of cool that I can grow some other thing other than just fruit trees and stuff now. But like I don't know, it doesn't feel like it really adds a lot of I don't know, depth or anything really interesting to do. And it just basically becomes like a decorate your island and that's really all there is to the game anymore. That's kind of what Nintendo does. Uh, they tend to make her like a really good game up front, but they can ignore some like really basic and simple things that can just make it like over the top amazing. Yeah, they're definitely good at making certain kinds of games. I just think part of the problem now is like Animal Crossing is not as novel as it used to be back of like the original GameCube version and, and other later versions, and, and especially. Because, like, again, Stardew, it kind of just came out of nowhere and just, like, did a lot of things that Animal Crossing and especially, like, Harvest Moon and stuff were doing and just kind of did them way better than those companies ever really did. And and that kind of, I think that really hurt those kinds of games because they're always going to be compared to this game that was, (laughs) it's really kind of a testament to how amazing Stardew is because it was made by, like, one dude and he basically just like oh yeah clowned a bunch of like big industry names damn <laughs> in a major way stardew's just such a such a banger of a game like i've poured like hundreds well not hundreds but like definitely more than 200 hours into That's cool. oh yeah yeah it, it'll be around in like in, in the sort of like the cultural consciousness like forever like it's it's like basically there with like minecraft and terraria like everyone's gonna remember these games and keep talking about them uh but even like kind of going back to the writing uh what you're saying about the voice lines of uh new horizons for the villagers that's kind of what i really liked with the older games uh older animal crossing like some of the older lines in the Animal Crossing from the GameCube version, my god, they they were savage back then. Yeah, you, you hated the, your villagers. You that was enemies. the thing I enjoyed going and trying <laughs> that because I was playing a bit of that before New Horizons came out because I I really wanted New Horizons because I like the idea of having it on my Switch and being able to play a game like that and just be able to like chill around the apartment and stuff like that and just you know be comfy and play this comfy game kind of thing. But I was really enjoying on the GameCube how, like, yeah, they they could be really snarky and sassy and kind of, like, mean to you in a way. Like, some of the lines were kind of funny, and it was, I don't know, it it made it feel like just not everything's nice and happy and fun all the time and, like, a little bit more real and just seeing a bit more, like, just a bit more variety of emotion, I guess, too. And, I mean, I think it also adds, too, to, like, once they start to be friendly with you as you get to know them more, they it feels more like you are actually building a friendship with like someone rather than like you know they come in like oh i'm so happy to be here man we're gonna be best friends forever like as soon as they (laughs) arrive yeah literally which is pretty much the new horizons experience i know it just makes the the modern animal crossing feel kind of milk toast in comparison i guess I mean, there is like uh, 10 times more uh, stuff to do in New Horizons than the GameCube ones, uh, the GameCube game. Like you, you ran out of stuff to do pretty fast in that game, but just the writing 
in the older games. Oh man, it was just ten times better. No, and this is fair. And I do recognize that like New Horizons has definitely made some advancements too, even though I, I am kind of dunking on it. Like it, there's a lot of cool stuff to the game, but yeah, it just feels like there's other than just building out your island and decorating things and just kind of rearranging stuff. There's not and like you know, because you can go and catch bugs and catch fish and everything else, but there's only so many times you can like it's it's a very repetitive thing. Like you're, yeah. it's not gonna hold you for that long, you know. And I know for some people they can kind of still have enjoyment with doing that a bunch, but like I don't know. For me, it just it kind of starts to wear thin a little bit, and I don't really have like the the care to bother with the effort of doing these activities because there's nothing really that new or interesting for me to find. I, well, I, have not, I have nothing to add. I'm like one beer in and really, really tipsy. Dang. That's well, all it takes. <laughs> I think the big takeaway from today's episode really is just that eventually, once you love something enough, you're just going to grow to hate it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like a uh, lot of parents can describe yeah. their kids that way. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Oh, <laughs> I, I hope you're not speaking from experience. Oh my god! <laughs> oh no, I joke. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> but before we get out of here, we got to take a quick stop by the shoutout corner. And what do you guys got for this week? Because I really did not come prepared for this. <laughs> Way to put us on the spot. <laughs> um, Show and tell. Oh, I don't have anything. <laughs> I pass. <laughs> I don't really have anything either because um my recommendation corner is just like it overlaps with the stuff that I've done this week, right? So I've already pretty much talked about the things that, you know, I would already kind of recommend. Yeah. Um I guess the only things I could really say are I recommend um I recommend I know this is like a stupid take but like I recommend <laughs> watching My Neighbor Totoro because I watched it yesterday and I've forgotten how wonderful and warm of a movie it is. Oh, um man, you know, I've actually not sat and watched Totoro. If you I, can fucking believe that. I really recommend it. it they're all on Netflix or at least I in Canada, like at least on Canadian Netflix. Most of the Ghibli <sighs> films are on there. And I just put Totoro on. And when the main theme was playing the other day, um, uh, when I was watching it, uh, the bow whipped his head over it. He's like, oh, that's where that track is from. Because it's just <laughs> a really recognizable track. And I just forgot how soft the animation is, how like warm all the colors are. And even the English dub is actually really excellent because um, the main, the two sisters are voiced by Dakota and Elle Fanning when they were little kids. And that natural sister bond can be heard uh, with them in the recu recording studio because, you know, they're not faking that sisterly bond and it's actually really nice when it translates into the dub so no it's true well it's I, always been nice with how sorry go on oh so i know it's not like a new thing but i do recommend watching it if you haven't seen it before no this is this is fair because i mean 
Ghibli animations are generally pretty timeless anyways, and particularly those directed by Hayao Miyazaki, as much as he can be kind of a cantankerous bastard, he really does know like art and animation extremely well. He is a master of his craft. Of course. Um, and oh. yeah, no, like I mean any Ghibli movie, like they yeah, no, they always look absolutely amazing and are animated with such a like a beautiful flow and something that feels so natural and alive that so many so much other like so much of what else is out there for animation outside of like Akira and some other like really big like Japanese animated films don't ever really capture. But yeah, like I always feel like uh, just especially in talking about the voice acting, like they they always really benefited a lot from like their relationship with Disney and stuff like that for like distribution at West because like yeah, they were always able to pull some pretty big names for some of their uh, their animations even back in an age where like anime still wasn't really a big thing in North America yet. Like it, it was getting there, but it wasn't like what it is now where it's it's starting to really enter the mainstream here in the west in, in a way that we haven't really seen before um but like i still remember like the princess mononoke uh um dub and stuff like that and how great that was with some of the voices like particularly like the big boar god and his voice like that that was some cool shit for me the first time i saw it Oh, yeah, 100%. Basically, any Ghibli movie is uh, an excellent watch. Um, they're just really peak, ver like, they're, they're peak examples of what animation can accomplish. And they're very nice and simple stories. So they're a very good uh, jumping off point for people to try to get into anime. And I've actually recommended Ghibli films to people who haven't watched anime before as a way to ease into understanding what anime is about so oh, i don't know 100%. anyways that's my recommendation of the week um i I'm actually gonna... oh sorry oh, i on. just wanted to quickly mention like i was trying to mention this earlier and i completely forgot um by why i was kind of late to the uh, uh nintendo direct earlier this week with everybody was because we were trying to figure out we were supposed to have an ama in the server um, with oh. Rico Ferrardo. Uh, he's um, and one of the voice actors for the Hero Akka's, um anime. Uh, he voices Mirio, but uh, he lives in Texas, so he doesn't have reliable electricity Ooh. or internet oh, right now. Yeah. yeah. You're getting clobbered. So, oh, God. They're, they're getting hammered. It is such a nightmare. So he managed to email us um, sporadically throughout the getting hammered too in Cancun. Yeah, evidently. Sneaky so. bastard. Anyways, yeah. go on. No, oh, I was just going to say poor guy was like at a Starbucks to email us because like some fast food places still have some internet, but like he has no power or electricity um, internet. So just feel, it feels bad for Texas, man. They're not built for this. Yeah, because, really? Um, my, uh, my, I have a friend who lives near Austin and she's like, yeah, all of our houses are designed to keep the heat out and keep the cool in. So we're it's an absolute disaster. Oh yeah. man. It's been pretty rough seeing it and just seeing how poorly handled it's been. But Yeah. Well, anyways, that was just like a weird aside that I was trying to get in earlier. Um, but yeah, poor Texas. And uh if I could recommend anything else, uh road salt for your icy sidewalks. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, very I Canadian recommendation. <laughs> 
Uh, I'm going to just piggyback a little bit off your Ghibli recommendation. Just throw a few more Ghibli films out there just in case people haven't heard of these somehow. Uh, if you haven't seen Porco Rosso, because it's one of the lesser talked about ones, definitely give it a shot. It is an excellent film. Uh, but I would definitely say if you've never actually sat down and watched them, Princess Mononoke is excellent, but Spirited Away is like a fucking experience. It is one of my absolute all-time favorite films. And if you have not seen it, it is the one I would like most strongly recommend you go and watch immediately. I think it's um, also important to note that Spirited Away is the only thing to win the Academy Award for an animated film that yep. is still to 2D. Um, the others were all 3D. This is true. And I think so, it's the only Japanese animated film that's ever won it. Yeah, it, yeah, absolutely. So not only is it the only um, uh, 2D one, it's the only like Japanese film to win. Anyways, right, recommendations. Also, play Hades, if I haven't made that clear already this episode. What about you, Bees? You got anything? Uh, man, it's hard to follow all that up. Uh not man <laughs> I re- yeah i don't really come prepared for these things honestly uh if you're uh, yeah i guess i'll recommend this uh if you're into overwatch at all uh and like you watch youtube videos uh go check out a youtube channel i quite enjoy called salty fish make some pretty funny content oh boy does he mostly just do overwatch related stuff or uh he'll do overwatch uh valorant um he's actually he's the one who gave me the idea um for a potential soul lock that me and you could do uh, uh and he's oh, he's doing that, that pokemon thing right yeah uh for those of you who don't know what i'm talking about a soul lock is basically a nuzlocke run uh but you do it with two people Ooh. uh and yeah you're linked to each other so if one pokemon dies that pokemon dies for the other guy man that sounds like it would be fucking hell, but it could be oh, very yeah. entertaining. Yeah. I quite enjoy his videos on it, especially because, like, uh, oh, man. Uh, the guy he was doing it with, uh, he was <laughs> he's one of those guys who, like, overlevels one Pokemon. Uh, so he the overleveled Pokemon died, and he just couldn't... He didn't have anything else good to beat the gym leader, so he died, which caused Salty Fish oh. to die. Just ruin the Nuzlocke or Soul Lock. Wow. Big Napoleon wipes and just annihilates the other guy. Wow. That's unfortunate. Well, I think with that, we have come to the end of yet another episode here on the balcony, folks. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us. And thank you to our guest, Invisible Fly, for joining us on this episode. Thanks for having me. Oh, no worries. Thank you for coming back, especially so soon. Yeah. Come say hi to us on the Twitter at balcony underscore banter. Thank you very much for uh, Blackbird Bell letting us his tunes as our intro and outro music. Go check him out. Uh, He's on, uh, what is it? Uh, Bandcamp, uh, Spotify soundcloud twitter that's it i don't know if he's on youtube he should get on youtube fucking kame zoo you got a fucking myspace my man <laughs> oh my god he probably does 
Oh man. It's it's all pun. Yeah, go check them out on MySpace too. But anyway, uh, this has been episode 17 of Balcony Banter. I have been Big B. And I've been Bees. And we'll see y'all next week. Stay sexy, folks. <laughs>